Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. In honor of Mother's Day, we have a very special guest joining us to discuss all the love and hard work that goes into being a mom. My mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Patty. Hi. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. This is a dream come true. I've always wanted to have you on the show. So thank you for agreeing to be here and have us pelt you with questions. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Softly throw them. (laughs) Well, it's a pleasure to join you too. Wow. Two moms in, well, I guess my mom was in December 2022, but within a short span of time, we've had two all things cozy moms on. There's only two, so... (laughs) You have a lot of cozy moms listening to you, though. That's true. That's true. That's true. So we are we are honoring them and you today, reflecting on motherhood and all that's cozy around that. But before we dive in, let's check in with what's making us feel cozy this week. Jillian, kick us off. What is making you feel cozy? Well, I tried to pit find a story that was mom related. So this is fairly adjacent. Um, my cozy news is a famous Persian cat named, uh, apologies for not pronouncing this correctly. Achum mm-hmm. <laughs> seems to be saying mom in air quotes in a TikTok video that has racked up over 3 million views. And it's really adorable. Uh, Achum is sitting on the counter and it sounds like he's saying, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, that's not a really like a meep. You know, how cats do little me, 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 me. It's more of a, you can actually hear it. Or I don't know if it's a placebo effect where you want to hear him saying mom. Um, But anyway, (laughs) I find the video so cozy because it'd be a dream come true for my little stinky angels um, to meow mom around the house. Not that I want the kids to say mom around the house. I just want my cats to say a mom. So (laughs) that's why I like this this video. (laughs) First of all, this cat looks insane. It looks like an owl. It's like scraggly gray and white. It looks like a Furby that has seen a hard, seen a few yeah, hard days. Exactly. But it's it's that thing of like, have you seen these viral videos of like where it's an ambiguous like song lyric or something, and they'll have all the different things you could be hearing in it, mm. and if you read it at the same time you listen, you hear what you hear that line, and so I feel like it's exactly like that where it's like I'm ready to hear mom, and so I hear mom. I'm believing that Achoom's. Well, that is very cozy. What's making me feel cozy this week is grapes. (laughs) (laughs) Quite the pivot. Yeah. So grapes having a moment in my apartment. I wanted a healthy snack while I was enjoying edibles. You know, because the thing is, like, when you have that kind of hunger response, you don't want to, like, then go diving into unhealthy things. And so grapes have become the perfect snack for that and i just feel like they're the even though they're not in season right now i do feel like they are one of the best things to eat on a hot summer day well you can't go wrong with a grape uh they're delicious easy to munch on pop them in your mouth there's all different flavors um they're very childhood like yeah you know getting those in the lunchbox they're refreshing do you have a preference for red or green grapes definitely red there's all these videos on social media by the way of people freezing grapes and putting them in oh yeah yeah i saw that you should try that didn't grandma used to do that all the time mom i don't recall frozen grapes 
You sure? Okay, I guess I I'm making that, was that at, up. I swear. I think it was at Linda. <laughs> Linda, actually. Somebody yeah. in our family would always be ready with frozen grapes. So we've been doing this for decades. <laughs> Your heritage. Beyond our favorite cold fruit, what is making you feel cozy this week, Mom? I felt really cozy yesterday just watching out the coronation. I just love the royal family, royal watcher. And I was waiting for it all week to come on. And of course, I, w- I set my alarm for three o'clock in the morning. And although I was up before that, but it was a long day for me yesterday, but I'm so glad I watched it live. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still watching reruns uh, of it. So reruns um, of it, like just the same thing over and over again? Or? Not reruns. Yes. Like, recordings of it well, is there um, a moment you like to rewatch? yeah you know what i was really taken aback by the actual anointing in mm-hmm. in westminster abbey i was like what you know what are they doing and I, I, w- I wasn't sure you know so i you know what are they doing why do they have to be under you know cover like that so from what i read is that the anointing they anoint his chest and so that means that they take off his shirt. So let me get this straight. Your favorite part of the coronation was the part where King Charles is taking his shirt off. Yeah. Is that correct? We didn't see it, though. That's the part That's the part that you keep rewatching. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I was actually listening to and listening to what he had to say when they would ask him questions. This, this is like somebody who says ritual. that they, like, I yeah. just read Playboy for the articles. <laughs> well, I think that, Patty, you really touched on something, which is that there's just so much to... There's so many weird stuff to learn about and to dive deeper into, and deep dives are inherently cozy. Jillian's being coy because she is our cozy <laughs> correspondent abroad right now. And speaking of the coronation, Jillian was actually there. So Jillian, tell us about your firsthand experience there. Okay, well, first off, I want to a- a- apologize for how I sound because in in my hurry, I forgot to uh, pack the, the mic, but I packed my adapter. And I also forgot to tell Matt I was going. I thought I did. And <laughs> You're just a jet setter. You, you never know where Jillian's going to be. <laughs> yeah. And so, Patty, when you were saying about all the stuff that was going inside of the the church, I actually didn't get to see that because I was just on, on the street right outside of Westminster. And I was at the the front front row so i was rec- recording him and i saw him go by in his wild carriage i said all, all all the carriages and it was very exciting um yeah everyone there was extremely extremely touched by it all coming from far and wide they've been to every royal event the energy was intense people were uh, intense overnight i had no tent i did not have a blanket <laughs> I didn't have anything because that's how I, as you can tell, it's how I roll. I don't come prepared for anything apparently. So I did get a, a folding <laughs> chair from a gas station nearby, a Tesco. I don't know if maybe it's oh not a goodness. gas station. Maybe it's like a Seven Eleven. I don't really know. So I did get one of those chairs. Well, thank goodness you got a chair. Oh my goodness. That would have been terrible to be sitting on the <laughs> ground, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. So I did lie down on the street. Um, at, at one point. So I saw the sun come up. I saw all the security emerge. In the way of the carriage, were you protesting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I threw, that's what I was there for, just to throw myself <laughs> for the carriages. <laughs> I traveled far and wide. But if, funnily enough, um, one of my friends who is a 
big Royals fan, similarly to you, P- Patty. Um, she just wanted to be there for the heck of it. I was there for, for work. So um, we synced up, but I didn't have to do it alone. But she was posting all of the, the photos and of, of us together, me with a, a, a King mm-hmm. Charles flag and all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, people who haven't heard from me from high school are just going to roll down onto her page and just think, what happened to Jillian? Oh, she's just a huge Royals fan. Like, no context. that me, I just went over, you know, overseas. Just I had to be at the front, and then I camped out all night. <laughs> We've always called you Jillian the Royalist Walters. <laughs> so... So that's going to be interesting for people want to check in to see what I'm up to. Um, but yeah, it, it was really cool. And there's just, I met this really sweet man named Alan. Uh, he was there with his wife and older daughter. <laughs> we talked the whole entire time. He's actually, you would have loved him, Patty, because he was telling me all of the facts and interesting um, things that was going on. Um, all the little history he was pointing out. Apparently I was standing right in front of where someone got beheaded. Lots of interesting facts coming from Alan. He's actually, he's actually a teacher. And so he had a lot of stuff to say. He's a big Royal fan. Um, and he was also streaming it live from inside the Abbey, but he was behind me. So I really couldn't see oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. So I, and he was wearing a cowboy hat uh, with covered in the, the, the flag. So everyone was decked out in their gear they painted their faces. <laughs> yeah. They had little crown earrings. That was fun too, the crowd fashion. But yeah, I've never seen security like that before. So it was, I can't even, I, the cost of that, I can't even imagine. They really do it up there. They do, they do. Um, my last thing, so I'm yammering on, they had Big Ben lit up with the coronation emblem. So that was super cool. So they would go through all different colors and they had a video projected onto Big Ben at night. So, and all over the place, they had his face. And I went to a um, a little tea where you got to, I think it's called, the store is called Fortnum and Mason. And they had a King Charles coronation tea. And so you got to eat all the little finger sandwiches that King Charles likes. Oh. But I got the veggie sec- um, part. So I don't know if that's so like what he would eat. But I don't even remember what he eat. <laughs> Maybe, who knows? Were you able to get an All Things Cozy postcard in his hands? <laughs> I should have shouted. <laughs> yeah, um, of course. I, I was screaming, um, all things cozy. Uh, <laughs> long live all things cozy. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it's wild how it just turns your brain into mush because I'm not really the type to, I think. Well, no, I get I get very, very starstruck, extremely starstruck. But I'm I don't know if I'd be the type to scream to people or chase them down per se but when they rode by i was waving like a madman i was like wave to me wave to me (laughs) oh my goodness i've embarrassed myself early enough (laughs) not Um, at all (laughs) well on that note though let's wave hello to our main segment for today which is our interview with my mom all about what it means to be a mom some favorite memories advice that she has let's start with talking about your mom grandma Mm-hmm. Is there a funny or heartwarming memory about grandma that you'd like to share? There's so many memories about my mom that are so heartwarming. She was an amazing woman, you know, mother of four girls. I was supposed to be the boy, the, I was the youngest, but, and I was supposed to be Patrick, but I came out mm-hmm. Patricia. You know, and she was raising us, she was working full time too. She worked P- P- the PM shift. 
and she cooked meals, you know, during the day, and they'd be on the stove, and then my dad would get home, and then he would, you know, feed us and things like that. But, you know, she was just an amazing cook, an amazing baker. The warmth and the love coming from all the things that she would make for us. You know, it, there's a difference between cooking something and putting it on the table and then somebody really, like, enjoying doing it, right? And she mm-hmm. she enjoyed cooking. She enjoyed cooking. She really enjoyed baking. She uh, would bake about at least 20 different type of Christmas cookies every Christmas. And she would take, a, like, a week off from work, like, the first week in December. Because she had, she had needed all this time to bake all these cookies. And then, Matthew, when you were younger, too, you would go and help her. She would give these gifts to her co-workers of baked goods and she'd also crochet towels she liked to make dolls yeah she was she was a crochet queen because she would always be crocheting something yeah when you'd go to my mom's house you know she'd have like a basket full of doll heads you know <laughs> yeah it was a, it was a little creepy to be honest <laughs> it was a little creepy <laughs> did you ever cause problems for grandma what was the craziest thing you ever did oh i always caused problems for grandma you know i grew up in the 70s so say no more well yeah (laughs) so you know the i'm staying at my girlfriend's house and then we'd stay out all night walking the streets um (laughs) and then you know she'd all of a sudden land up at, at my friend's house even though she didn't drive she'd walk over there and she'd be standing out in front of the house and we'd kind of like come around the corner and we'd see her. Thank God we were hanging around the house. And I'm like, Oh my God, my mom's out in front of your house. You know, things like that. But <laughs> yeah, I was, I was okay. I mean, I worked hard. I started working at 14. Now we had a job, you know, of course I'm still working, but I, I used to do rubble things, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so just like um, Matt, Matt's a huge rebel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not, but <laughs> <laughs> Did grandma ever give you a piece of advice about motherhood that you really took to heart or felt was particularly useful? You know, I don't know if she actually just said to me something about motherhood. It was just a way that she taught me when you were born about motherhood, about taking care of you as a baby. You know, I was living with her. That was really a big plus for me, right? A lot of new moms are, you know, don't have their their moms living with them. They're, you're married, and you know you're with your husband, and and yeah, you after that first baby's born, usually your 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 own mom or your husband's mom comes and stay for a couple of days. But with me, I had mom there all the time. So the way that she loved you and took care of you and helped me take care of you was a great lesson in motherhood for me. Yeah, I was very lucky to have. Two amazing moms, really, Grandma and you, to take care of me. I, I really mm-hmm. cherish those memories. That's so sweet. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that your parents did as a kid that you swore you'd never do yourself as a mom? Well, <laughs> <laughs> my mom was, of course, with going up with all the baking and cooking and, and working and cleaning. She would sometimes uh, get very stressed out, and then she would... Pretty much, we'd come home from school and all our drawers were emptied in our rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm laughing about it. Like, now, like but... would she like would she have like thrown all the stuff from inside of it out of it? Yeah, she dumped them she... all. Just so oh, that you wow. would organize them. 
because we because the way that we didn't fold our clothes and put them in the drawers properly, and oh. then she. Wow, that's, that's intense. Yeah, she would just yeah. We'd come home and they'd be all be dumped on the floor, and, and she's like, "You need to fold those the right way, the way I left them on your bed." Wow, yeah. wow, the drill sergeant Marie Kondo method. Yeah, yeah. She was very intense about cleaning too. Besides cooking and and baking, all that she was such a good cleaner. We used to have to wash the floor almost every night after dinner. Sweep and wash it. Yes, yeah. So there was some mommy dearest stuff in there. (laughs) (laughs) There there always is. Let's switch to a topic that is near and dear to my heart as well, which is me. How would you characterize me as a child, and why was I the best ever? You were the best ever. So I was very, Thank you. very lucky. You, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, that is so truthful. You know, mothers do say that, you know, but it's the truth with you. So you were so well-behaved. You really didn't go through ter- terrible twos. You kind of went through a little bit of terrible fours. Mm. And now you know that story when I we went to the hall we went to Hallmark. He was four, and it's so funny that it was Hallmark. By the way, yeah. what a how yeah. we were at Hallmark, and he wanted something, and he persisted. And I said, "If you don't stop, I'm going to take you back to Grandma's." And he didn't stop. And then I took him back to Grandma's. I went home, and I left him with Grandma. But we were living we were living in the same place. So, and so he was crying, and oh, I felt so bad. But I left. I did walk out. I walked out. I went back to Hallmark, and I got the things that I needed. And um, I came back home and, you know, you were calmed down by then. You were practically like, still like, (laughs) 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 and I'm, I'm sorry, mommy. And you never, ever did that again. Never. And ever. Well, don't, don't say never. To this day, I'm still throwing fits in Hallmarks all around the country. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So when it was nap time, you would go and lay down. There was never an argument. Or another thing that you would do at night, you'd say, I'm going to bed. And we'd be like, okay. <laughs> and I still wow. do that today, too. <laughs> That's so cute. We're like, Good night. You know, I'm <laughs> self managed. That, that's so funny how consistent that is in terms of I <laughs> to this day I'm still the one that's always retiring first. I have to like announce to everybody like I'm out. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping the mat train going. I'm curious, um, what trait do you think Matt has kept from childhood to adulthood, which I think you kind of touched on a little bit. But mm-hmm. what characteristic do you think that he has gained? So what's the most noticeable difference from childhood to adulthood? You know, I think that he's become more confident. That's for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. That he's more of an extrovert than he was when he was younger. I'm glad to see that. And even doing this podcast, I think it's just wonderful that you guys are doing this. But when he was younger, he, he was shy. And as he's gotten older, he's become, you know, more uh, of an of an extrovert in that sense. Matthew is so a sweet guy. I mean, I'm so proud of him. I can't even tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's so sweet. And I, I agree, Patty. I think he's he's the most natural speaker. 
I, I I've never seen him at his work from, but what I what I envision and what I imagine is presidential level because he has a, he has a radial voice. My partner's always saying Matt could be on the radio. Matt could be on the radio. It's like, are we in the fifties? I don't know mm-hmm. if they have radios. <laughs> radio shows do, back do they then. still have radios? <laughs> yeah. So apparently you're fit for radio, but yeah, I completely agree that Matt puts himself out there in ways that maybe might not be comfortable, but his passion is so strong that he doesn't. That's such a testament to his character. So I, I, I agree wholeheartedly on, on that point. All right, this is starting to feel uh, like my funeral. Um, <laughs> I, I would agree too. I think, I think I was really shy as a kid. I would be terrified mm-hmm. to talk in front of the class and I've definitely evolved on that. And I had to evolve because I worked in education where I literally had to do that every day. So I credit being a teacher with all that, with that developing that skill. If you could revisit any memory with Matt from when he was a kid, what would it be? One of the things I remember so distinctly is being at Disney World for the 25th anniversary. He had gotten Mickey Mouse's before that, but this time he picked out the one that he wanted. <laughs> and I still have that Mickey Mouse, actually. Yeah, it's it's the uh, the wizard Mickey. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, that time, that we had such a great time uh, visiting Disney World. Yeah, I remember from that trip, I had discovered the porcelain figurines of different Disney characters, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, the dogs from 101 Dalmatians. And of course, they were all individuals, so you had to buy them individually, you know, and you were spoiling me and I was getting these little porcelain figurines, but I remember going into one of them and the woman at the at the register said, oh, are these for your grandma? And I was like, <laughs> no, they're for me. I didn't know she said that to you. Yeah, I was like, why? Why would you say that? You don't think you don't think a little boy would want a porcelain figurine of Figment the dragon from the that Epcot ride? Right. See, that's the difference between you and me because I would have reverted, like, sunken into myself and be like, "Yes, it's her favorite," you know, or something like that. But you just are always so passionate about what you like. Um, <laughs> I would have made up a whole scam. <laughs> you would have just left it on the counter, walked away. <laughs> Probably. Matthew was a huge Beanie Baby collector, oh, yeah. and we still have a huge container of Beanie Babies. So no, no, uh, not, well, we got rid of most of them. Well, I, I gave them to my nieces and nephews, but we do have. I did keep. I kept all my treasured Beanie Babies, <laughs> including that, my entire and that's Teddy one big collection. container of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we used to have three containers. Now it's down to one. Yeah, now we used to have three big ones, and now we just have <laughs> just one. Just three. We, we got rid of the two. But when he was he was eleven, and one of the Beanie Babies he got uh, was called Lefty that my mom got for him, and he realized that he can. It, it's worth a lot of money now trading it. So he he, we went to a trading Beanie Baby trading place, and he got a hundred dollars for that. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. And I immediately it. just bought more Beanie Babies. He bought more, <laughs> more. He and I'm like, well, that's a good skill for him to learn, you know. And that was the only Beanie Baby I've ever sold for any amount of money. Was that one? Do you regret it? <laughs> um, no. I, I I should have done more of that while they were still worth something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like hot. the Princess Diana being. We, yeah, we had a lot of them. Yeah. In his closet, in his bedroom, there was a a uh, there was an area on top of it that. Uh, was separate from the closet below a separate area we could take out the we took out the doors these two doors we had to get on a ladder and then he put all you know not all but a lot of beanie babies up there and we put lighting up there and everything so it it was lit up at night yeah that was that was cute that was very cozy 
yes, get some pictures very of that cozy. To share. It was so it was so cozy. So what's your favorite mom son inside joke that you shared with Matt? Maybe a funny moment that you'd have to explain to someone else for them to get. Well, here's something that we've been sharing since he, he was a little boy and from Toy Story to Infinity and Beyond. So we always well, sign not a off. Joke. It was very sweet. Yeah, it's not a <laughs> joke, but we would sign up. We sign off on our cards pretty much. All, I do pretty much all the time. To infinity, to infinity and beyond, I'll love you forever, and times a million, and he'll put times three million, things like that. We always got to one-up each other. With that, with the, the millions, you know, it's like, so we've That's always adorable. been saying to infinity and beyond to each other, but. Yeah, and I know when she doesn't include that, she's mad at me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't respond, that, you know. <laughs> That's one thing I've learned being a mother. If you guys want to bring up something about motherhood, with whether your kids are small or older, like Matt, is like when to say something or not, <laughs> mm. and when it's just that's a life skill. I would say, yeah, it is a life skill skill because it, some things are just not worth it, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and when to butt out and when when to let him think things through for himself and then maybe kind of put an idea there for him. And then maybe oh, he so comes, you try to manipulate me. I, well, <laughs> you know, without say, you know, well, young, when you were in your teens, you know, there was times I would say things to you. And then I realized that the way I'm saying it is not registering it. You're, mm-hmm. you're shutting down from it. Moms need to like, not be, so out there and opinionated with everything that, that your kids are doing. It's just not worth it to just harp on everything or if you think something's the way that you wouldn't do it or things like that. I, I really have learned that through the years. It's just like, uh, I do I do it that way, but Matt or Brett does it the other way, and it's fine because it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's still done right. It's just you, not You the still way think I, it's wrong, but it's okay. No. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> not true, but... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I know. I think that's, that's good advice. I mean, in general, like that, and that yeah. kind of behavior always has the, the opposite of the intended effect, which is people stop coming to you. Right. If, it, if they feel judged all the time. Exactly. Patty, you've been spending more time um, with, with Matt lately. And what's been the best thing about that? Being able to share an everyday uh, things. I agree. I, I, we are there more often. The holidays can be, stressful in their own way where you have a lot of stuff to do and people to see. And so it's nice to have those more, yeah, normal days just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full, full circle. Now I can experience those, those closer moments again, which is really sweet and nice. Ba- back on the topic of, of raising me, what age was your favorite to be a mom in? Which of my ages do you feel like was your favorite period of time? I, well, actually, it is when I was able to go with you to the movies and 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 we started sharing that love of film. Mm-hmm. Probably around ten or eleven. I mean, when I know I took you to see Birdcage when you were way too young to see that. Yeah, and it turned me gay. <laughs> you you insisted on it though. And, I did not. And, I, I cannot believe it. I, I had no idea what that movie was about. <laughs> You wanted to go. You didn't. Okay. You wanted words to see in my it. mouth. You're, but grandma was with us and she's putting, she's covering your eyes with her hands. 
Yeah, she was. Uh, I could not believe I was in that theater, in like, the theater watching all that. Yeah. So, um, but you know, we 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 saw a lot of we had a lot of fun seeing movies and and doing things like that and watching movies at home, and you know, just sharing the love for for film through the years. And we still do. And we still do. Yeah. Well, if that's anything I I got from this whole in, interview is that. Matt insisted on seeing working. So um, <laughs> and that's still what, do. That, that, and that was my favorite um, tidbit from this whole entire, entire thing. So um, thank mm-hmm. you for that, Patty. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> one, one, one final question before you go, mom. So okay. off to all of our listeners who are wondering like how they should show their mom that they care about them on mother's day. What would your advice be to what, what should they do for their mom? Honestly, if you can spend time with your mom, you definitely need to spend time uh, with your mom. If, if, you know, if if you're far away, like you have been (laughs) many years. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do what I'm doing. So, so what you did for me though, was always, always very thoughtful. Of course I get a call, but a beautiful card and then flowers and dinner, like you, you know, order dinner for, you know, go, where do you want to get dinner from mom? And then you would, you know, call it in. You wouldn't even let me call it in and uh, pay for it, of course, and things like that. But, I, you know, just spending time, you know, um, and doing something with your mom, I think. Because of all the years that I wasn't with you, you know, because you were in California, um, that, you know, I'm so grateful that I'm, I'm here now around you me too yeah all right well thanks again mom it's this was a a delight and we'll have you back on maybe to talk about the royals or another topic that you love um thank you for joining us i love you i love you too all right thank you for having me you guys take care (laughs) bye patty all right well that was my mom everybody (laughs) (laughs) such a treat Yes. And happy Mother's Day to her and to all the moms out there. And to my mom. Yes. So let's celebrate our moms with some little ditties. That's right. It's time for Soothing Sounds. Jillian, what sound is soothing you this week? So I guess I'm just in the London spirit because my pick this week is Hold Tight by Girl Ray. And they're a trio based out of London. The song was released in April. And it's from their upcoming LP, Prestige. And one of the members, Poppy Hankins, said of the tune, Lyrically, the song is about how appreciative I am to have found my partner and how my mental load feels so much lighter and easier to bear now that I'm with her. So with that, let's listen to Hold Tight by Girl Ray. This is such a cute song and a really cute video. They're having the time of their lives dressed up like cowgirls, like dancing through a farm. It's amazing. It's, yeah, it's so it's so upbeat and that's why I like it um, because usually we go for the, the slow and sometimes a little bit darker tunes on here. So as Matt would say, a bop. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Jillian, you would fit right into this band. I could see you with a cow, like, a, a hat on with a cow print. And I don't know. I just feel like you would vibe with these ladies. Yeah, shuffling around, no drill dancing. <laughs> so what are you listening to this week? I am listening to Holiday House by Beach House, all the houses. <laughs> if you remember, I shouted out their a track from their new album that came out a while back called Once Twice Melody. And these are a collection of songs that didn't fit on that last record, um, but the band really loved them and describes the uh, sound of them as scuzzy and spacious and, quote, live in the spirit realm, end quote. And so I, and I think, I think that's actually a pretty accurate description of this collection of songs on their new EP, uh, which is called Become. So let's take a listen to Holiday House by Beach House. Anyway, it gives major Enya vibes. I think it's like, I think it's the highest compliment. It really is that like immersive, and I love the a song about a holiday house is so cozy. Yeah, that was beautiful. Like you said, hardcore Enya vibes. I, it almost re- reminded me too of a the beginning of a, a wedding song or that little procession when the person walks down the aisle. It does. Yeah, I I completely hear that. I I think it does sound like a bit of a. Uh, a wedding song it's just it's just a really uh, beautiful has a kind of a like like, kind of that wedding element has a romantic bent to it i think it's a beautiful song and very yes my my favorite one that you've picked this season i think that's high wow high compliment yeah excited excited i finally picked one you like julian um (laughs) all right Jillian is over there in greece right now where in the world is Jillian san diego uh she's in are you in Athens currently? Yes, I am in Athens. I'm your cozy correspondent, literally, <laughs> across time zones, countries. Um, and so, you know, it's it's hard to snip something in a hotel room, but I did pick up a, a candle, a travel um, tea tin candle, so I can, I you know, without lighting it, sniffing it. And it's a Fortnum's Countenance gray travel tea tin candle it costs 15 pounds and um apologies fortnum's that's a not say slang but it's, the full name is fortnum and mason's and it's this beautiful lovely department store in in london and they have all different kinds of things and so the gray travel tea was perfect because i just did that high tea um for king charles coronation they hosted a, a tea tasting there so it was the perfect accompaniment and the scent of it is infusing the notes of Fortnum's countenance great tea with sense of orange. I looked this up beforehand. Pico teas. <laughs> and then <laughs> fragrant um, bergamot, as I say that, and zesty orange. Mm-hmm. This um, soy wax candle, as it says in the description, shines with rare brightness for over 20 hours. And I didn't know this, but Fortnum's got its start in the candle business. So for me, the orange notes weren't overwhelming, which is what I was afraid of because I really wanted that tea scent to come through strongly. And 
it did. The notes are so light and beautiful and they mix together in a way that is wonderfully cozy. I don't think I've ever had a tea themed candle before. I mean, we've done so many candles and perhaps I've forgotten, but this is a most wonderful gift. You have a huge tea fan in your life or just want a scent that's a little bit different, but not too out there. I, I give it a, a full a full look up for me. Uh, but I don't know how you could procure it <laughs> over. You could probably ship it. You, you can order over. it online. They, they, sh- they ship yeah. to the, if you're in the United States, they will ship. So if you want this countess gray tea candle from across the pond, you, it can be yours. And I think they're both saying it countness. <laughs> Count- yeah, countess. countess. <laughs> Did you learn nothing was... from the coronation, Jillian? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna start calling him. I, I thought because as listeners can probably tell, like because you're you're so far away, there's a little bit of a delay. Like I feel like I'm doing like a news segment where like somebody is like, and what and they ask a question. There's like a three second beat between the response and the question, and I was like, I I, I had to, I misheard that. Like that was her just getting us some kind of glitch. Um, no, contest. I was saying yes. That's yeah, and I, yeah, I saw Kinga Charles's. Um, I don't know what's going on with me. But Matt's probably better to have a fit and throw a <laughs> computer across the room because I've just been so difficult this whole time. But anyway. Um, Not at all. This has been a delight. Um, okay. And, and yes. before, we, before we wrap up, <laughs> we do have some shout outs. So take it away, Jillian. Who are we shouting out this week? Thank you to our Patreon subscribers for your continued support. And on that topic, we have our live recording of our May Book Club coming up on May 28th at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, and that's 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our East Coast friends. And to take part in the live recording, which is always so fun, we have the most coziest folks joining us, um, sign up for a patron at the votative level. And this month's pick is Fruiting Bodies, which is a very unique and well-reviewed short story collection by Catherine Harlan. Yeah, so hope to see you there. We have the best time at our book club. It really is an amazing group of people, and we are uh, excited to have you join us. Um, yes. You can also support the show by following us on Instagram and Facebook. We are at All Things Cozy Podcast. We'll be back in your ears in a couple more weeks of the brand new Cozy episode. Until then, have a very happy Mother's Day and stay, stay cozy. cozy.